Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to another episode of In the Moment, The Chronicles of JC. I'm your host, JC, and you're about to enter a world that most guys only dream about. But for me, it's just been the life I live. So let's get to it. This story begins in the same place where the first story I ever told you ended, a movie theater. Of course, it was the middle of the day, on a Wednesday, mostly empty, besides a few loners like myself and some elderly couples, like it always is, and exactly how I like it to be. I was going to see Red Sparrow with Jennifer Lawrence. Excellent movie, by the way, for any of my listeners that haven't seen it yet. So I was at the self-checkout terminals purchasing my ticket when I looked up and I saw something I've never seen before. It was a seemingly attractive woman, from what I could barely tell, because she wore a baseball cap pretty low on her head and a pair of fairly loose jeans with a jacket. But it wasn't a fact that she was a hot girl going to the movies by herself. It was a fact that she never went to a terminal or a cashier of any kind to purchase a ticket. She just walked right up to the usher tearing tickets, showed, showed him something from her wallet, and he just waved it right in. Whatever she had, I wanted it too. I asked the usher as he tore my ticket how the woman was able to get in without buying a ticket. But he just claimed, due to company policy, he couldn't say. Being that Red Sparrow was the newest movie of that week, It didn't come as a surprise to see the woman in the theater also. She was sitting front and center, the exact opposite of where I like to sit. So the chances of us making eye contact and end up having sex in the theater like in my first story basically had no chance of happening. As I passed by her on my way to the back of the theater, she never even looked my way. About two hours later, after watching Jennifer Lawrence partially and fully naked in multiple scenes, I was feeling a little horny as I was leaving the theater heading to my car. When I saw the woman from earlier in front of me, Still curious how she managed to get in for free, and like I just mentioned before, a little horny, I started walking a little faster to catch up to her. When I finally did, I said, what'd you think of the movie? She was completely off guard as she quickly snapped her head back in my direction. What? Red Sparrow, the movie you just watched, what'd you think of it? Why do you care? I then quickly came up with some bullshit about wanting to get a female's perspective on the movie. She looked me over for a few seconds like she was trying to decide if I was a threat or not. Her Russian accent could have been better, but other than that, I thought she nailed the part. She then said to me, Yeah, I agree with that. Do you always have strangers coming out from the theater what they thought of the movie? Only the ones I find interesting. What makes me so interesting? For one, you saw the movie for free. I saw you show the usher something right before he just waved you right in. Is there some kind of secret movie club I don't know about that lets you see movies for free? Yeah, it's called the LAPD. Oh, you're a cop. Do you have some beef with cops like most people these days seem to have? Not at all. So all you do is just show them your badge, no questions asked? Yeah, that's it. It also works at amusement parks like Magic Mountain and Six Flags, but not Disneyland. Their ticket prices are too high to not ask questions. Do all cops do that? No, technically it's illegal unless you're on duty working a case or pursuing someone. Well, if you want me to keep your secret, you're going to have to let me buy you a drink. She laughed and kind of looked me over again and just said, sure, why not? There was a TGI Fridays on the other side of the parking lot where the theater was, so we ended up going there. As we sat at the bar, we kept most of the conversation about the movie Red Sparrow and what we liked and didn't like about it in a somewhat confusing at times storyline. But then I started to feel like I was heading into the dreaded future friend zone. So I tried to turn the conversation sexual again by asking her if she's seeing anyone. I'm just enjoying myself at this time in my life, she responded. I like vague answers. It typically means they're open to fucking anybody they find even mildly attractive that says the right things to them. She then asked me was I seeing anyone. I said, just enjoying myself also she smiled we both looked into each other's eyes i couldn't think of a better time to make a move i looked down to her lips and back up to her eyes and move always do now that i learned from the uh, pickup artist dynamite in episode four 
I went to kiss her, then suddenly she just pulled away from me. What the hell are you doing? She yelled at me. I was making a move. What? We, we just met like 10 minutes ago. I'm sorry. I guess I read the moment we were having wrong. It's okay. Just don't do that again. I tried to start talking about the movie again or just about anything she wanted to talk about. But the moment was we had was gone. and wasn't coming back. At least not then. I made some excuse about needing to leave for work. We did exchange phone numbers, but I had no intentions of calling her and just got out of there as quickly as I could. Feeling like I needed to make up for the failed attempt earlier in the day on, well, let's call her Tina for the sake of telling this story, because I don't want to use her real name, being that I'm pretty sure she's still on active duty with the LAPD. So, to make up for my failed attempt on Tina, I find myself at a bar in Studio City with a really small dance floor, trying to run game on any girl that threw a smile my way. As I was working on this Hawaiian-looking girl who talked way too loud, even in a bar setting, out of the corner of my eye I saw her, Tina. I couldn't believe it. Of all the overpriced bars in all the cities in all the world, she walked into mine. She was almost unrecognizable compared to her dressed-down version I had a drink with about four hours ago. She certainly didn't have a baseball cap pulled down over her forehead like before. Her hair wasn't quite as long and flowing like I usually like it, but more like a long Katie Holmes pixie cut is the best way I can describe it. She had on a black cocktail dress that complimented her body at every angle from what I could tell. Toned legs, proud ass, and perky breasts. Her arms even had some muscle definition in them, probably from wrestling so many grown men to the ground while on the job. Visually strong women make me horny sometimes because I just know they'll fuck my brains out given a chance. She was standing over at the bar with one of her girlfriends, talking amongst themselves, but really just waiting for the right guy to come along. Now was a perfect time to try and make up for earlier. I started to make my way over to him when some guy beat me to her. The guy, I have to admit, looked kind of menacing and for surely was going to be aggressive and not take no for an answer and just move on. I had been in a bar fight since college and from what I remember it didn't go too well for me. I didn't lose the fight but I definitely didn't win it either. So I stopped and stood back for a minute and thought I'd let the trained cop handle the situation. As I knew he would, he approached Tina in a very aggressive alpha male way. He got right in her face and even put his arm up to the bar blocking her path if she wanted to leave. She surprisingly let him continue talking and staying in his, in his matter for a few minutes. Then, he took his other hand and placed it on her ass. I started to tense up and thought for sure I was going to have to intervene and hopefully be able to look like a hero. I started again to make my way over but stopped in my tracks when I saw Tina take her hand and start rubbing it up against his cock. I thought at first this was a move she does just before she needs him in the nuts. But that thought quickly went away when she started to kiss him. And for what seemed like forever, they were just going at it making out at the bar. I didn't know what to make of it, seeing how just earlier my innocent attempt at a kiss got shot down so badly. Then I thought, well, maybe that's her boyfriend or some guy she's messed around with in the past. That would certainly make some sense. I still tried to talk to some girls in the bar even after seeing that, but just couldn't get those images out of my mind of Tina and that guy. I was in the bathroom taking one last piss before I was going to head home when the alpha male guy just so happened to come in the bathroom and start taking a piss in the stall right next to me. I tried so hard not to say anything, but I couldn't help myself. Damn, bro, the girl at the bar, is that your girl, I said to him? He started laughing. One would think the way that bitch was all over me. She was like a bitch in heat. So that's not your girl? Nah, bro, I just met her tonight. She already told me she wanted me to come through later on tonight. Like I said, that bitch is in heat. Well, Tina certainly wasn't in heat earlier today with me. I started to think maybe she has a certain type, and I'm clearly not that type. And that guy, for whatever reason, was. I did a deep dive into her social media accounts once I got to my car. I couldn't even wait until I got home to find some answers to this mystery. 
After looking through several of her accounts, I noticed something about all the guys she talks to seem to be like the guy from the club. Not physically necessarily, because it was a mix of different ethnicities and facial and body types. But they all had this alpha male-like thugness about them. You could just tell by the way some were posing in their pictures, next to souped-up trucks and sports cars. A few were even posing with their guns, and all of their eyes just had that look of violence in them. Why would a well-to-do police officer of all people want to hang around men like this? But finally, I came across something on her Facebook page that gave me my answer. It turns out Tina was a long-standing member of a rape survivors group. On their website, some members have their rape survivor stories posted for people to read. I read Tina's. It was how I thought it would be, which pretty much consisted of an older, older family member of hers that violently raped her when she was about 12 years old. Even before the rape, this guy already had a history of violence, not only against women, but also on the street. She stated in the post he was a member of one of L.A.'s most violent street gangs in the 90s. Fortunately, he was killed in prison while serving time for the rape of Tina. She had his mugshot picture from prison also posted on the site, and he looked as menacing as one could look. Bald head, tattoos all over his neck, and probably over his body. But most importantly, he had those eyes. Those dark eyes that just screamed violence. As I was now beginning to understand Tina's psyche and her choice in men, it made me think of a classic Loveline episode with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. When a female caller asked the host why she was always ending up with guys that are aggressive and violent towards her. After a few questions from Dr. Drew, it was revealed that she was raped as a young teenager by a family member. Then Dr. Drew stated that a lot of victims of trauma, particularly sexual trauma, almost subconsciously end up recreating their experience over and over again. Because their picker, as he puts it, is wired to be attracted to the very type of people that originally caused the trauma. Once I came to this conclusion about Tina, I thought about just letting her be. And hopefully one day she'll get some good trauma therapy and change her behavior, or her picker, as Dr. Drew puts it. But then the images of her in that club, rubbing her hand up and down that guy's cock as she made out with him, I just can't get out of my mind. I wasn't proud of the fact, but I wanted it, and I knew what I had to do to make it happen. And that meant becoming like the guy she responds to, violent thugs. The next day I went by Walmart and picked up a couple of wife beater shirts with a pair of black dicky shorts. I then stopped at the gas station and got some black and mild cigars. Then finally I stopped by my friend's house, who actually is a mild manner accountant, but ironically drives a blacked out Chrysler 300 with 20 inch chrome rims. We traded cars for the day. He's always wanted a Tesla so he didn't ask very many questions about why I needed this car. I texted Tina and didn't ask if I could come over, but that I was coming over. When I pulled up to her place it was perfect. She was waiting by the front door for arms crossed with a look of annoyance on her face. Maybe it was because I just showed up without any advance notice, or maybe it was because of the loud bass thumping music I was playing as I pulled into her driveway, or how I hawked up a giant spit and let it go outside my window right onto her driveway. Either way, she responded to it. What the hell? You can't just show up out of blue anytime you want. What if I was with someone? Actually, she was right. What if one of her thug boyfriends happened to be there? That probably wouldn't have went too well. But lucky for me, she was alone that day. Since I had to stay in character, I couldn't admit to her that she was right. So I just said to her as I was lighting my black and mouth cigar, You got some motherfucker in there right now? No, but alright then, quit tripping. She looked at the Chrysler 300 and into me and said, What is this? Whose car is that? And why are you dressed like that? That's my weekend car, and these are my weekend clothes. Why are you asking me so many fucking questions? I took a hit from the black and mouth and just blew it within a few inches from her face. Then I got right up in her face and said, 
can I get a drink? As I pushed myself past her into her house. I thought for a second I was, I was about to receive a punch to the back of the head as I entered her house. But instead all I heard was the door close behind me. She walked past me really fast into the kitchen. I made my way into her living room and plopped myself down onto her couch. Her house was kind of nice, very well decorated, like she had a professional interior decorator, uh, designer, I mean, helping her. But of course, I wouldn't tell her that. She walked into the living room with a beer, handed it to me, and sat down next to me. I didn't say thank you. I just took it and started chugging it. She was staring at me the whole time. So what do you want? She asked me. I want you, I said as I then started groping at her legs and ass. Stop, she said. I kept filling her up and also started kissing at her neck. I said, stop, motherfucker. She smacked me across my face and got up from the couch. Get out. Why are you tripping? Get the fuck out. She started to walk out the room. I jumped up and grabbed her arm and didn't let go. This was the moment I had been waiting for. What I did next would determine if my theory about her mental psyche was right or wrong. Don't be like that. I pulled her closer to me. You're hurting my fucking arm, she yelled, then took a swing at me with her other arm. I grabbed her other arm before she had a chance to connect it to my face and didn't let go. Fuck you, she yelled and tried to knee me in the nuts. I was starting to worry that maybe I was wrong and was basically committing sexual assault at this point. I put that thought to the back of my mind and decided to take it up a notch. Before her before her knee was able to connect with my nuts, I slammed her up against the wall. Then as she struggled to free herself, it happened. She began to believe that I was indeed moments away from raping her. And that's when finally the other side of her came out. We stared into each other's eyes for a moment and she stopped struggling then took my hand and placed it firmly on her throat choke me. She said softly to me. I did. I mean, I really did. Until she seemed like she was about to pass out. To keep her into it, it had to feel real to her. As she was still gasping for air, she started unbuckling my pants and dropped down to her knees and started deep throating my cock to the point that she was actually like gagging on it. <coughs> she got back up then pushed me back onto the couch, got on top of me, took my hands and placed them on her neck and said, choke me and don't stop no matter what. So I did as she rolled my dick cowgirl style so fucking hard I thought the couch was going to break in half at one point. After that, I fucked her in her ass right on the living room floor. She had carpet burns all over her knees. Then we went up to her bedroom and fucked some more and finally we fucked in the back seat of the Chrysler 300 as I bumped some rap music. I came pretty hard in the car and made a mess of things in my friend's car. <sighs> I was definitely going to have to get his car detailed before I returned it. We ended up back in her house eating Pizza Hut that she ordered. It's something about fucking and eating pizza that I've always loved ever since that day. It's like the perfect after sex nourishment. She was ready for another round, but we fucked so much my cock was actually hurting like it had been traumatized. I made up some excuse about having to get up early tomorrow for work and left pretty quickly. Mostly because I just didn't feel right. Having taken advantage of a person that experienced a tremendous amount of trauma in her life and needs a lot of therapy. Otherwise, she'll be doomed to recreating it over and over again. I never saw or heard from her again after that day. I thought at some point she would reach out to try to get something going again. But I guess in our society, there's no shortage of real abusive man to fulfill her needs, unfortunately. Well, that concludes this episode of In The Moment, The Chronicles of JC. Before I go, though, I have a little announcement to make. I will be essentially traveling the world for the next couple of months for work to help cultivate some new relationships for the company, as my boss puts it. After looking over my travel itinerary and some of the countries I'll be in, like Italy, Venezuela, Brazil, Australia, Sweden, oh my God, I'm going to be cultivating some personal relationships in my free time as well. And I'm going to tell you about every single one of them when I return. 
Unfortunately, that will be in late October or early November. So, until then, if you want to know when new shows are uploaded or any updates on the show, go to the show's Twitter handle at the JC Chronicles. And you can email me at the JC Chronicles at gmail.com. And remember, always, and I mean always, live in the moment. Thank you.